what's kicking, little chicken? Mm-hmm. It's Sophia's Choice, a Golden <laughs> Girls podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish I could have done that when you first started saying that, so I could have interrupted you, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> thematically. <laughs> the sound of farm animals doesn't break my concentration. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it enhances it. <laughs> <laughs> Laser focus. That's how you know you're doing a good job. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my name is Brent, and I'll be narrating this week's fractured fairy tale. Uh, joining me this week will be Alan and Ski, or as I like to call them, the handsome Chris with the big old cod piece and Humpty Dumpty. Longtime <laughs> listeners know which is which. <laughs> this week, Alan will be providing a brief recap of season six, episode twenty-six. Penny Penny, straight no chaser. Afterwards, we'll pick our MVP and award the episode update slices of chicken. Mm-hmm. Update pieces of chicken. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Mess that part up. I like to eat my chicken by the slice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At the deli counter. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, do they sell like chicken? Yeah, yeah. They sell chicken lunch meat type stuff. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen I've seen turkey, obviously, but not chicken. Well, they definitely think. do. Do you both. mean at the counter or do you yeah, mean in yeah. general? At, at both, I guess. Well they definitely sell like in, you know, like the your grocer's, you know, cooler section or whatever. Yeah. I'm like I don't know, Hillshire Farm, that kind of shit. It doesn't seem like chicken breast is big enough to slice. Uh, I don't know. If you put enough steroids in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Enough water and steroids, you're good to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, Next weekend, I'm going to roast a turkey. Are you? Yeah. Was I hope it turns out delicious. I don't know. Just talking about <laughs> birds. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you have any more on your intro before I jump into the recap? No, no, no. That was all I had. Okay. And even that, I just botched up and everything. <laughs> I thought it was delivered wonderfully. Thank you. Thank you. I think you just said delivered instead of delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I like my... F inserted there. Yeah. Delivered. <laughs> He's all about the covete. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with what I shed? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't have any listener interactions to mention. And, None? and not that I recall. No. Not that really. I... Really. <laughs> <laughs> There's radio silence out yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Rowan's into a vacuum. <laughs> Well, it is funny because people probably get listener interactions like once every three episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anymore, even though we do get some almost every week. Yeah, uh, That's but nice. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Are you going to post a picture of your shrine here on the Instagram? Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, I that's a good should. idea. I send pictures to our group. Yeah, Ski took some photos and sent to everybody. Oh, perfect. But you can take better pictures probably if you want. Yeah, well, I know that you have one of those uh, old-timey cell phones where you have well, to, like, get underneath the, uh, the shrine to take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Have to stay real still for two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hold up the flash with your left hand that you have attached exactly. into the phone. <laughs> I've often said that Ski is the Matthew Brady of podcasting. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> You're like the guy that took all the photographs of Abe Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know who Deep that is. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Matthew Brady. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. I thought maybe he was uh, like a... The unsung Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought this he was going to flip the table because he thought it was a Tom Brady reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He retired, didn't he? Uh, I mean, I don't think he's re-retired since retiring and unretiring before. Mm-hmm. So, I know him and him and Giselle are back together, so I assume he's still playing. Oh. So, they yeah. are not back together? No. Okay. no. I think there's been, you know, pictures of her on the beach with her karate instructor or something like that. Good for her. Yeah. That's good work if you can get it. Right. <laughs> Do you mean going on the beach with Giselle or uh, <laughs> instructing karate? Because I would definitely say not the latter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope he uh, teaches Rex Kwon Do. Yeah, exactly. It's my favorite form. Yeah. You know, for somebody who's never seen The Sopranos, I'm a big Michael Imperioli fan. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know offhand who Michael Imperioli is. So uh, he was in The Sopranos. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but for context, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so we most recently saw him in season two of White Lotus. Very oh, okay. good. But he also played um, like Dwight Sensei um, on The Office. Oh, okay. You know, he was in that one episode, and basically, like, uh, who was it? Michael's boss or whatever was mm-hmm. like, "Do you do a lot of these?" And he's like, "Nah, but Dwight's given us a hundred thousand dollars or something, or <laughs> <laughs> something about his commitment or whatever." Yeah. And yeah. 
Yeah, he was just good in that. But he was really good in the White Lotus season two. I've not seen White Lotus. You? Yeah, we watched both seasons. They're both real good. Mm-hmm. The second season has a lot more sex, which I enjoyed. Oh, okay. See, I, like if I were, I guess I would have thought the first season had more sex. Like I don't know. I could be. I could well, be I was counting way. boobs. So I mean. <laughs> like individual boobs? Like you're like one, two, three, four? I wasn't really counting them. I'm just saying oh, okay. there was more nudity in the second one. Oh, so not just female nudity, nudity in general. Because yeah. okay. I guess like, so we'd watch the first season and I was like, oh, there were sex in this thing. And then like, you know, the second season came out and I remember thinking, it's like, oh, I think there was more sex in the first season. But you're thinking, so? that, yeah, I, I, I could be wrong though. I, I, was, I wasn't counting boobs like you, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one with the spreadsheet. You know, I need to so tally just, marks. <laughs> sometimes I need to shut my mouth because I make myself sound so awkward. Yeah, you do sometimes. <laughs> what are they going on about his pivot tables? And <laughs> right click, uh-huh. right click. Filling out cell 69. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that deserves a macro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Excel uh, humor is the best. <laughs> definitely. But no, I think both seasons are just, what, seven episodes each? Something like that. So six or seven each. So, I mean, it's worth checking out like an hour long. Are they on HBO, right? Yeah, yeah. Not with the kids. Okay. Yeah, I didn't figure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, when you said the sex stuff, that gave me pause. But I'm yeah. glad that you did <laughs> confirm. Yeah. Yeah, once we get through Game of Thrones with the kids, then maybe we'll dive in. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you watched Rings of Power yet? What, Rings of Power? No, yeah. I have not watched that yet. I re- have you seen it yet? No, I'm not, but I really want to. Yeah. I want to watch, so uh, me and my wife talked about watching, because she's not seen any of the, the, the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my thought was we'd watch those together, yeah. and I only saw the first Hobbit movie, mm-hmm. so I'd like to watch those with her also, and yeah. then we were going to watch the, is it an ongoing series, or is it mm-hmm. like pretty yeah. much? Yeah, um, I mean, it'll be another year and a half, two years before they get to sure, season two. Yeah. But okay, yeah. I, I just didn't know if it was limited to, like limited no, series. No, it's supposed or... to be five seasons. Okay. I think. So, so let's see. So if you're planning to watch, so that would be uh, six movies, I don't know what, roughly 24 hours worth of movies. Yeah, it's real so. long. <laughs> so yeah. a friend of ours has like the whole box set with extended mm-hmm. cuts, mm-hmm. and we kind of joked about doing a whole weekend watching those. Mm-hmm. It would probably be almost a whole weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say so. Um they're good movies. I definitely mm-hmm. enjoy them. Although I actually have not seen the last of the uh, prequel, the Hobbit trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I still need to watch that too. I am. Um, so I I watched it. So season one came out, and I think like a day or two before the final episode dropped, I started watching it. That way okay. I'd be relatively current and everything. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really, really good. And then they released a... Um, like the Tolkien estate released a book um, called The Fall of Numenor, which is basically about, it's basically just a collection of like all of the writings that take place during this era mm. of the show. Like it takes place during the second age so like this 3000 year period or whatever. They took all the little sections from all the different books and put them into one volume. Oh, oh fun. Cool. Yeah. Like an anthology. Or yeah, exactly. And so I read that. And it sort of helped help fill in the gaps and everything like that. And so it was nice. And then I rewatched it the other day, actually. And it was even better the second time, both because I sort of knew what the hell was going on. Because right. really, like, um, Elrond and Galadriel are the only two characters, and Sauron, obviously. Oh, okay. You know, the only people you really sort of know anything about because everybody else is long dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, it's really good stuff. Interesting. Um, well, I'll definitely have to check that out uh, at some point, although there's a long list of things that I need to check out at some point. Yeah. So, It's I, something the kids would like, I'm sure. Sherry and I both marvel at the amount of content that you seem to get through, mm-hmm. uh, because I know that you have a busy life. You mm-hmm. know, like you work full-time, yeah. as does your wife. Right. You have, you know, your, your various uh, child obligations and mm-hmm. whatnot, but yet it seems like you are always more uh, current on shows than, than we are, mm-hmm. and you rewatch things, and we are lucky to get through one watching well, <laughs> of things. What, so. what the fun with me also is not just his vast knowledge of the movies, but also like music. Like, oh, well, sure. I yeah. know a lot of artists and a lot of songs, and I could probably sing quite a few, but like your knowledge of like how many songs you know, like track five from <laughs> this album. <laughs> but it all depends. It has to be something Brent Shocks cares me. about That's for the true. most part. Because there's a lot of huge blind spots when it comes to music and Brent, but Brent doesn't give a shit about those blind spots. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no part of him that's like, oh, I wish I could fill that in. It's just uh, like, nope, I don't know about that. Don't care about that. Exactly. <laughs> so, 
I'm going to die ignorant of Harry Styles. Yeah. So be it. <laughs> <laughs> He's Eros to me. Exactly. So. The fuck you mean Lizzo sings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's more than just a flautist. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. um, I was say, no, it's just one of those things like, I get, because like it's sort of at the end of the day, um, you know, Cassidy takes her shower and then my wife takes her shower. And then it's not that my wife's shower is exceptionally long. It's just she sort of has a process. And she, like, sort of play on her phone while her hair is drying. And so basically I've got, like, you know, about 75 minutes each evening mm, that I can yeah. sort of, you know, squeeze something in. Yeah. When you don't play video games either. I don't. That's something that takes up some of my random downtime as yeah. well. So yeah. I also think you're better. I, you and I have talked about this before, but I think you and Helena seem to have a better um, – understanding i guess of like mm-hmm. she doesn't care about this so you go ahead and watch it um yeah. versus there's a lot of stuff that i guess i still have the hope that sherry will care about mm-hmm. and if <laughs> i moved on from that then i would probably get more you mm-hmm. know various tv in as well yeah. Um, but yeah but yeah sherry seems to have sometimes with tv a little bit of fomo um mm-hmm. to where then i feel bad yeah. if i watch something that uh, yeah she, and it's hard too because you know where it sounds like you have a decent chunk of time where if you saw something that you really liked that you wanted to share with Elena, mm-hmm. it would not have already been spoiled for her. Yeah. Whereas with Sherry and I, most of our time that's down, like she, we have plenty of downtime where we're not doing something together necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I was watching something that I really liked and it'd be like, oh, you know, that thing you kind of half watch, I'd like you to fully watch it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it wouldn't really work out that well. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just waiting for retirement and then I'll catch up on all my shows, mm-hmm. all my programs. Yeah. It'd be so, nice. But anyways, uh, all right. Do we have anything else before I go into the episode? Um, have we talked about listener interactions? Yeah, there wasn't any. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know if anything new had popped up. No, I mean, I'm sure that I know that I miss some here and there because since we don't record, like we record on a, a you know, random kind of a schedule. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm sure there are definitely times when it's because we'll maybe get interactions right after a prior recording. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think, you know, to go all the way back through. So there are. Anytime I missed one to anybody out there, I apologize. Uh, we really appreciate it anytime you send something in, though. And I fully apologize I, for being completely dis- disengaged from the uh, social media in general. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that the uh, listener interactions are going to start picking up now that people know they can communicate with us via Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that yeah. should definitely improve us. <laughs> we'll get the, uh, the uh, telegraph yeah. unit installed <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> It probably we'll probably need to hire someone to like man that full time though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See, the only thing is, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay much attention to it because I'm always watching my stock ticker as it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, feeds out to me. But <laughs> so, anyways, uh, all right. Well, so today we're doing. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to do the hiring for that position? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> going on the Craigslist, wanted a Pony Express. <laughs> We get nothing but high quality candidates. Right. <laughs> Free room and board in <laughs> <laughs> exchange for your services. <laughs> it's not much, but it's all I've got. <laughs> well, today I'm doing a Golden Girl Season 6, Episode 26, Kenny Penny, Straight No Chaser. Yeah. Uh, May the 4th be with you. It was uh, originally aired on May 4th, 1991. Yeah. Uh, written by Tom Whedon, uh, mm-hmm. Joss Whedon, and the other Whedon yeah, Jed lineage, Whedon. yeah, um, and then uh, directed by Judy Pioli. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is the first one from Judy. I don't know if she does anymore. And just to be clear, I have no idea what she did before or after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Some shoddy research you got going on there. <laughs> Did I at least? Yeah, I did. I did. I, for a second, I was wondering, did I even look at the actors? Luckily, mm. I did do that. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, so scene one, uh, bust out the wet t-shirts, pour the shots, and start the cameras rolling because these girls are going wild. It's spring break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche is excited at the prospect of a young hot Golden beef girls injection. girls gone wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> young Joe Francis over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Sophia's looking forward to a, a, an order of moons over Miami, nice. and uh, Dorothy likes to read. So The girls sit around the kitchen table with Blanche getting hot and bothered about Humpty Dumpty and cod pieces, mm-hmm. while Dorothy reveals that she is in charge of the uh, first grade production of Henny Penny. 
Uh, the sky may indeed be falling as Sophia reads that Blanche is both 68 and dead. Uh, Blanche decides to head to the newspaper to get the obituary writer and ex-paramour Chugger Dietz fired. I think that might be my favorite <laughs> <laughs> favorite name they've ever come up with on this yeah. one. I mean, Ham Lushbaugh was great, but Chugger Dietz, I, yeah. I like even better. Um, well, with so many, they're starting to run out. Right, exactly. Uh, Sophia says people will think they need to elect a new town slut. And Blanche looks uncharacteristically exasperated. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like normally Blanche takes those slut jabs, especially very, from yeah, her. Yeah, very abstride. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Almost like a mark of pride. Yeah, I agree. But that one, she seemed almost, uh, I don't know, frustrated by it. Yeah. But I well, guess maybe she, she didn't want another election to go on. She's afraid she'd get voted out. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're going for town slut, you're not a big fan of the electoral college. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work goes into that. Yeah. So much campaigning. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you don't want to, you know, to neglect the smaller districts because eventually those can add up. Well, you, you can only spend so much time at the polls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so that was scene one. Did, did either of you two notice anything uh, that you wanted to point out on that one? Oh, uh, just the the running gag of sixty-eight and dead. Right. That was my favorite line throughout. Yeah. I just like that they kind of use that as a running gag. Yeah. I don't understand the episode title. Uh, well, Henny Penny would be... I get that, yeah. Uh, and then I, I assume the straight no chaser is just in reference to the spring breakers that are going to be coming to town, uh, drinking shots and whatnot. Hmm. That was my guess. Uh, okay. I, but yeah, I guess I don't know... Um, I don't know anything, any other explanation for it. At least there's nothing else I could suss out. Yeah. So, did you have any other thoughts on this title? I didn't actually. I thought I actually might look it up, but I forgot, and I never did. Do you think that in May 4th of 1991, the people that starred Wars fans were doing the May 4th thing yet? Um, or do you think that's something that was more in the internet age that it became? I think it was later on. Yeah, internet. Because yeah, I don't remember being a thing when we were kids growing up, which would have been at this time frame. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. We were big enough Star Wars fans. I think we would have heard of it if it was in wide use. I mean, I was. It may born... have existed, but probably just very limited or something. If it... I was working at Nelnet when I first heard it. That was where Brent and I met. Yeah. Um, and I would say that that would have been... Uh, say, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that would have probably been around 2001, 2000... Some, well, I guess it would have been slightly later than that. Maybe 2002, 2003 was when I first heard it said. Yeah. See, I want to think... I want to say that I first heard around it, heard about it in like 98 or so. Okay. Like, I think when Phantom Menace came out, I think that's when I first started hearing about it. You know, That makes Cause, sense. Because I think... Um, the uh, Star Wars celebration they had here in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. I think it was like on May the 4th, and I think that's when I first mm. heard it. That makes sense. We uh, got to go to that, didn't we? Yeah, we actually snuck in. Well, we paid for it. Um, yeah, but we got to, we skipped the line. Yeah, because he and I both worked at the convention center at that uh-huh. time. Yeah. Now, we were very part-time. Like We kind of worked when we wanted to work <laughs> yeah. um, in the setup department. Uh, but we went. We were able to go in before it opened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, we weren't always very part time. That was maybe at the time. Of well, yeah, the, at the time we did that. Prior to that, we we were considered part timers, but we were full time hours yeah. um, over the course of, yeah. you know, our time prior to. I think we both were doing school or something that caused us to reduce yeah. our hours. Um, we um. So my dad and I went, and I have like two memories about it. One was, like, we waited in line to get, like, the George Lucas action figure, mm-hmm. and they only had, like, X number available each day, and we got, like, three from the thing, whatever, oh, wow. um, and they sold out, and so we oh, were both kind of annoyed by yeah. that, you know, um, especially since that was, we, like, went the first day, and it, it makes sense, like, oh, well, they got to keep X number back for days two mm-hmm. through four or whatever, so I remember that, and I also remember that um, there was a girl lady, whatever, I don't know, she's probably somebody's grandma now, um, <laughs> who was in the, um, you know, the gold bikini, you know, dressed like Leia, walking around, and people were taking pictures of her and stuff like that, and my dad had a, you know, a, a digital camera with him, you know, with this highfalutin and all that sort oh, at the sure. time and everything, mm-hmm. and I was like, go ahead and take her picture, because like other people were taking her picture, and she was posing and stuff like that, so right. it wasn't like creepy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was an acceptable level of creepy anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, should I? And I was like, you should. And then you should send it to mom and tell you're getting married. <laughs> and he got a kick out of that and started laughing and took her picture. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. The way cosplay is now, it's like, there are pro- how many golden beginning, 
gold bikinis you think are out there now? Uh, quite a few. I heard, though, recently that, I know, it's something that has been curtailed to a certain extent. Oh, yeah? Well, nowadays, I mean, since it's Disney just... took over, I think the whole Slave Leia thing has, they won't make any more products with that image on mm-hmm. it anymore, which is... They've rebranded it. Uh, She's no the... longer Slave Leia. Uh, what is she called now? Hut Killer Leia. Hut Killer. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah, but It's more empowering. But... I still, though, think they're not going to make anything <laughs> with her in that outfit as yeah. a merchandising goes. Skimpy, like, bikini. Yeah. Glad. But they've also changed the name of uh, the Slave One, uh, mm-hmm. Boba Fett oh, Starship. Oh, okay. Really? I think it's called just Boba Fett Starship now, something yeah. of that nature. Mm-hmm. So. I don't understand I why that's the case. I, I guess slavery is bad, obviously, but sure. yeah. I don't know if it's just a name. I like to say, I guess slavery is no. bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like, I can't keep track of these woke trends. <laughs> Is that what we're against nowadays? Whatever. <laughs> I, did, I did pick up the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, Lego Micro Fighters series. Mm-hmm. They did a Boba Fett, like a tiny little oh, yeah. Boba Fett's uh, Razor Crest ship or whatever. Um, and it's a fun little build or whatever. It's only like 10 bucks, And it's worth the $10 just to have the Boba Fett minifig. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are great. Those would be a nice little collection if you're like, yeah, I mm-hmm. like these, but I don't want to spend a lot, and exactly. I don't want something to take up a lot of space. Yeah. It checked both boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have a handful of those that the boys have gotten over yeah. the years, but nothing that I've got for myself. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I'd gotten my dad the uh, the little um, Han Solo Millennium Falcon microfighter, mm-hmm. and I need to check and see if I ended up with that or my sister did or whatever. Or we got put in the box that was sold on. Exactly. Yeah, I would think it would be great if they did one of those of the little Batmobile. Have they done that that you know of? Mm -hmm. Oh, not the micro, but they do have um, the tiny little like $5 Lego bill, like in a little black plastic bag Mm -hmm. um, for the new Batmobile. Um, Very cool. Do you have that? mm -hmm. I think two of them. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, They did the, um, I should take a picture and send it to you guys. Since we're talking about it a moment ago, they did the um, you know the Brickheads line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the um, uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, for that. And so you I got a golem. All, yeah, so it was like three sets, and each one had two in it. So there was a Frodo and a Gollum together, um, uh, Gandalf the Gray and a Balrog, and then um, and Aragorn and, and Arwen, whatever. Okay. And Very cool. so I. I assembled this little shelf and put all my Lord of the Rings books and movies and stuff on it, and I put those on there. But I had to position them so that the ones that are closest to me when I'm sitting on the couch in my office are the Aragorn and the Arwen, because those are the two I'm not going to play with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, well, I was like, you know, if I put the Gollum or the Balrag or something here, I'm going to like get it down and play with it or something, but I have no interest in playing with Vigo <laughs> Mortis. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do you feel like it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, unfair to Legolas and Gimli <laughs> that they didn't get the, a set made? I'd like to think they'll be in a future wave oh, okay. or whatever. But I will say that, um, so uh, the Frodo and the, the Gollum, uh, Frodo has the the one ring with him or whatever, mm-hmm. except in my package there were three of them. Oh. And I was like, don't they know there can be only one? <laughs> one ring to rule them all. Exactly. And the darkness bind them. Exactly. It's going to be three. So. Well, perhaps he had the other rings that were given to the other people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's got two for the Elven Kings. Can I yeah. catch them all? <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's see. Going into scene two, um, we start with Dorothy bringing in the mail and Sophia discussing Serafina, whom she has had a long-distance chess game with. Apparently, she hates her, um, and they've been uh, having a rivalry going back to the days of uh, you know, of Sicily. Yeah. She tells a story about Marco the Goat Boy. Mm-hmm. I believe she said something to the effect of that he was... Hung like a goat. I don't think it was hung like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> it was Billy. Horny like, like a toad or something. Yeah, horny like yeah. a goat and built like an Adonis, something like that. Um, but but it's really, just as a side note, so she's got this mail-order chess game going on. Mm-hmm. And like a week or two back, Rose had a mail-order checkers yeah. <laughs> game that they were referencing. Have um, you ever had – you said you had a pen pal when you were a kid, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you not? Have you ever had one when you were a kid? I, I can't think of it. I don't think – I don't have any memory of it. I mean, I think I had a situation Maybe where – Maybe for school yeah. or something. I feel like I had something like that, but it was something that lasted like two exchanges, and it was through school or something of that nature. I, mm-hmm. I can kind of think I might have done that for Spanish class. Mm-hmm. That sounds sounds like an, a 
reasonable reason to have it. Did you guys ever do the thing where you like wrote a letter and hooked it onto a hot air balloon and released it? No, I don't think so. We did that a year or two, a couple times. Like you basically you write the letter like my name's so and so and I'm this age at this mm. school or whatever, and you hook it onto a hot air balloon and hot then you release balloon? them. Yeah, and then they go wherever. Let's take then, a balloon. Probably not a hot air balloon, right? What? Probably not a hot air balloon, right? Or a helium balloon. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, helium balloon. Yes, <laughs> a helium we'll balloon. Get the letter around the world. I just, saw, days. I just exactly. saw like some people in the hot air balloon like throwing out freaking letters yeah. over where they pass. But like, but like, whomever gets your balloon is supposed to mail it back to you, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, my letter came back from Kansas or wherever. right, yeah. yeah. So it, I don't think anybody got anything from outside the county. <laughs> yeah, that's also gonna say. It'd be like, oh, my letter came back from Main Street. Exactly. It's like <laughs> so. made it all the way to Shelbyville. <laughs> Oh. Well, anyway, uh, Sophia reveals that apparently, if she, meaning Sophia, was fatter and hairier, that Marco could have been Dorothy's father, because mm-hmm. that's what he was into. Did she say something like, we all mourn or something? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, at this point, Frank arrives, who is to be the uh, director of the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to a plague that is ravaging the cast, uh, he believes they'll have to cancel, but Dorothy suggests using adults instead. Uh, Frank doubts that they can find someone with the childlike naivety to play Henny Penny, and on cue, Rose walks in saying, you're not going to believe it. I just saw a cloud that looks like a cotton ball. (laughs) Uh, uh, I thought it was funny there that it's like, so you thought these first graders were going to be like these acting savants? (laughs) I mean, granted, you could be like, oh, well, first grader does have that childlike naivety, Mm -hmm. but... At the same time. Yeah, none, none of the other characters don't. Well, and also, it's not like they'd be able to portray that. It's right. not like a first grader is going to be that good at showing the emotion. What's your motivation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I did think that was a funny part for Rose. Uh, she Rose has apparently played a hint in the past in her town's production of Hamlet. Uh, their version was set in a barn. It's crazy. Which, and thing is, is <laughs> you that don't if, say. If you'd like to hear more about this more in-depth fan fiction of this, set the Wayback Machine. Yeah, this is last week's episode and our Back in Saint Olaf's feature that Ski presented uh, was also uh, related to this very play <laughs> that Rose put on. Anyway, though, it was a uh, their version was set in a barn with Rose commenting. Luckily, the symphony orchestra was out of town. I uh, wonder where they were. <laughs> <laughs> where, where were they again, Ski? Do you recall? Um, I'm just going to guess, but like maybe a uh, nearby city. Uh, Shelbyville? Um, um, Tyler's Landing. Here, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely this time of year. Yeah, apparently so. Um, so anyway, uh, Blanche walks in and gets cast as a Lucy Goosey, or actually I think it's Goosey Lucy, mm-hmm. um, and Dorothy reluctantly releases the play Turkey Lurkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy reveals that she was in Showboat in high school, and Sophia chimes in, no one can sing Old Man River like my Dorothy. <laughs> I think that might have been my favorite line of the episode. A good one. So, uh, Have you ever done any uh, high school productions? No, no, no. Is that anything you regret at all, or do you feel mm-hmm. good about that decision? I feel... I'm comfortable with that. Is there any high school rite of passage, not rite of passage per se, but activities or whatever that you look back and you're like, I wish I would have done that when I was in high school? Mm-hmm. Not that you'd go back and change your life to get a second chance to do it. But yeah, just I, mean, a, I wish I would have dated more cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're all thankful you didn't. <laughs> no, no. no I, don't, I don't have any regrets from high school or whatever. Okay. How about you, Ski? I, I think back about like, High school plays and stuff. I think I would have loved to make sets. Oh, yeah. You would have been really good at that. Like, make background and stuff. Like, do. I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gotten dumb on time for the play, but no. still, <laughs> your ideas for them would have been amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. We just need three more weeks. Yeah. I did the entire town. <laughs> it's, you know, 1 16th scale. <laughs> It wasn't heated or anything, but a disagreement. And it kind of felt a little more uh, weighty than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, about, because we had watched uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't seen that yet, correct, correct Brent? Yeah. But you no, have. No, I'm really excited to see it. Okay, it's great. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies ever. But, and I won't reveal too much, but we were just talking about that movie brought us to the idea of like, you know, kind of looking back at the past and regrets mm-hmm. and things like that. And, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I'm not saying that I would want to change things to where I would change my life. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things I can look back on and mm-hmm. say, oh, I, you know, 
in an alternate reality or whatever, yeah. it'd be cool if I would have done this or had something that mm-hmm. I wish I would have done or that I would encourage the kids to do so yeah. that they don't miss out on it. And she was, she just would not take that stance on it. Like her stance was, well, I wouldn't change anything because then it would change now. And I'm like, I understand that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, yeah, I'm not saying that I regret things to a point where I would say, yeah. oh, I would com- risk giving up our mm-hmm. present um, yeah. and our children. I'm just saying that. Well, if it ever comes up again, you should take that other stance, and then you win the fight. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because there are things like that. Like, I wish I would have been in a school play when I was younger. I think that would have been a fun thing, a memory to have. There's a few other minor things like that. I think if it comes up again, you should just keep your mouth shut and know that there's an alternate timeline in which you won that argument. (laughs) (laughs) In the infinite (laughs) possibilities. Exactly. (laughs) There's at least one. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so let that guy take the win. Right. <laughs> you can celebrate vicariously. Yeah. I don't know. Keeping your mouth shut is probably one of the best pieces of marital advice <laughs> that any man can receive. Yeah. Um, I, I truly feel like I have very, very few regrets. You know, I've definitely not let a perfect mm. life and I've made mistakes and everything. But oh, yes. as far as... <laughs> <laughs> But I have very few, like, serious regrets. Like, you know, oh, man, I really should have done this instead. See, I totally <clears> agree <throat> with that, and that's where I'm at as well. Like, none of these things that I look back, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I could change my life. Mm-hmm. It's more just, like, very minor regrets. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, there. Th- thankfully, I have not had any horrible, huge incident that mm-hmm. has, you know, really altered the course yeah. of my life or somebody else's life, yeah. for that matter. Um, There's been nothing I couldn't come back from or yeah, that I've caused somebody else to not Exactly. Be yeah, same here. And I feel good about where I'm at in mm-hmm. life. Um, but yeah, there are just those little things where I'm like, yeah, if I was encouraging my child mm-hmm. to do something, I would be like, oh, hey, you should, you know, take advantage of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have taken advantage of that yeah. opportunity when I was younger. Exactly. Um, but yeah. like Do you guys ever regret uh, getting mixed up in this podcast? <laughs> I mean, only every week. <laughs> but then he sits back and collects their money. <laughs> uh, yes, as I'm, you know, as my wallet gets fatter, my regrets get less. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> I think Mark Wahlberg says the same thing. Yeah. So, anyway, as well. Uh, Alan's like, if I had a nickel for every listener of this podcast. <laughs> I'd have two bucks. Exactly. <laughs> Cumulative for the entire right. <laughs> three years. No, I, it is an awkward thing. I don't know how precise to be with the kids sometimes. Because uh, they were asking me, like, oh, well, how many listeners do you have? And I was like, I don't know how many we have in a week. And he's like, well, how many total? And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. 27,000 times yeah. our podcast has been listened to. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't go into, like, but if you break that down over 150 episodes, mm-hmm. it's not as impressive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, then certain, we got, like, repeat listeners that listen to a lot of them. Right, yeah. Versus, like, one-timers or something. Which I'll take a repeat listener any day over 51 timers. Oh, yeah. Um, because we have 150 one episodes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But one one repeat listener who listens to the whole series is worth 150-odd one-timers mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. And eventually it'll be almost 200 one-timers worth. Mm-hmm. But uh, that said, here, I, here. I, I just don't, uh, I, I'm never that sure on if I should be like, well, let me downplay this. Or mm-hmm. if I'm just like, yeah, no, just be proud of the larger number and mm-hmm. leave it at that yeah. <laughs> and move on. So. Yeah. So I think we'll eventually hit 30,000, uh, but I don't think we're going to get to another five after that. Yeah. So that's at least my guess. Yeah. Anyways, although I will say last week we had the biggest week we've had in a year, and well, not quite a year, but since, since the middle of season five. Oh, wow. How many? Um, 350 listens. Oh, wow. Yeah. For a single episode? No, just for the course of the week. Okay. Um, so we must add 346 to be precise, I gotcha. think. Gotcha. How many of those were a season one, episode 20? <laughs> <laughs> I don't track um, how much each of those is listened to each week because that would be so much more work than I'm possibly willing to give. I should just set up the Google News alert. For yeah. <laughs> now, I think that would be one thing we could have like uh, in, the, in the final episodes or something, like mm-hmm. talk, like have a breakdown of like highs and lows of like which shows got listened to the most or not. Uh, yeah. I think we should do each one. Season one, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> As we go it's probably all by stuff. far the biggest, <laughs> plus, right? Plus Golden Palace, yeah. Exactly. 
Well, and it would also be skewed because when we end it, you know, some of those episodes will have been sitting out there for three years, <laughs> yeah. whereas some of them will have been exactly. sitting out there for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I think you should drag it out and make us guess. It's like, yeah. All right, guys, what are you guessing for season two, episode 13? <laughs> Just do a higher or lower. Exactly. <laughs> like, 13,000. <000. laughs> lower. 12,900. <laughs> 37. Higher. <laughs> All right, well, um, we're back out on the Lanai now. I've been there. Sophia says that uh, chess is a great game for a country like Sicily. It's very warlike uh, because Sicily itself is very warlike and deadass broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blanche is do you up... guys play chess? Yeah, I play chess. Yeah. I enjoy I it. Chess I, I don't yeah. play it frequently, but I, I do like it. I haven't played it for a while. Yeah. Do you play it frequently? Not or frequently. At all? I, I know how, but I don't play it that often. Like, I play it. Whenever I was teaching the kids, you okay. know, and then we'd play for a little bit. And then we made a, a chess video one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, uh, mm -hmm. We did that for something for Alexis, didn't we? It was, it was for my school, like yeah. the video, uh, one of my video classes, but it was uh, Day with the Godfather. Oh, okay. And she, like, was, uh, Alexis came over and we played, like, different games with Alan. Mm -hmm. Like, they did basketball, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, there was uh, chess and there was... There's a handful of things. Baseball, like, maybe. Something you, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think you easily won everything until you played chess, and then she won, mm. and then you successfully lost to a baby Joey, the dog, yeah. <laughs> a blind man. Yeah, when I think every time I flipped a table yeah. over. When that I was lose. like the running gag <laughs> yeah. until you went to the library and learned, like you read chess books, and then you came yeah. back and won. I think right. Yeah, I believe so, and and I think that you were playing that song. All I do is win, 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 no matter what, <laughs> yes. what, what, or something like that. Yeah. And then I think we did the uh, the Eye of the Tiger for the uh, training monologue yeah. montage. Sounds good. We should do a training monologue, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say it seems like um, Golden Girls Chess is about the only piece of merchandise I've not seen out there. Yeah. So if there's Golden Girls Chess, what would the pieces be? I would say the pawns for one side would be cheesecakes, and for the other side is New York style pizza. Okay, I was going to say Stan. I think, Stan's I think Stan and pawns. Miles would probably be pieces, okay. along with the four goldens. Mm. So well, let's see. So you've got your king and queen. You've got your bishops, um, your knights, and your rooks, okay. and then your pawns. Yeah. So I say king and queen for one side would be Miles and Rose, and then Stanley and Dorothy on the other side. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't know, most chess sets, I know that, like, there's some chess sets that do have, like, a good side and a bad, or, you know, like, a two opposing sides. Yeah. Most chess sets have the same on both sides. Uh, there's different colors. But you're going with to where you would need ten different, you know, pieces plus Characters, the pawns. Yeah. yeah. So, let's see. So, who would be, so on one side you've got uh, Sophia, I would assume, so Dorothy and Stan, yeah. and then Sophia as, what, the bishops? I would say so, yeah. Okay. And then I guess on the other side, if we have Rose and Miles, and you'd have to give them Blanche, and that'd yeah. be their bishops. Yeah. Then who who are we gonna have as our rooks and our knights? Um, I would say the knights would be Coco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so all both Coco on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And the rooks would be the the minks. <laughs> <laughs> the would, unsung heroes. Would they, yeah. would they be living or dead? <laughs> like, because if they're dead, they have to have a little extra exercise. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like they've been dipped in dip. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you should put that in production right away. Yeah. Skeel start carving the pieces out of soapstone. And <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, let's see. So Blanche is upset because the retraction to that story about her being 68 and dead mm -hmm. um, has been printed in very tiny writing next to one about a hemorrhoid cream preventing, not presenting hemorrhoids. Uh, Blanche makes a comment about the uh, rent on a burning building I think she says she feels lower than the rent mm -hmm. on a burning building. And Rose tells a funny story about her and Charlie's first house, which yeah. was also on fire. Yeah. Um, and I did think she was like, it was a three bedroom, two bath, mm -hmm. then a two bedroom, one bath. Mm -hmm. And then we outgrew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> the idea, too, is just a slowly burning building <laughs> for the course of time. Uh, I like. But I think she said, too, like he leapt over the, uh, the, the hearth or whatever. Yeah, the, the uh, threshold. Threshold. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Like, didn't, he, didn't she say, threw me over his shoulder or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought that that was funny. And, uh, there, but yeah, that, that ended scene three. Did you, either of you two have anything else before scene four? No, I was going to bring I'm that good. up, but you okay. got. 
Well, the mm -hmm. girls get back from rehearsal, and uh, Rose is beside herself at the realization that Foxy Locky, Loxy eats the rest of the cast. Mm -hmm. uh, she didn't look at the end of the script until today, because, and I think Brent alluded to this previously, that Charlie had taught her on their wedding night that she should never peek. Yep. Um, Rose admonishes Dorothy uh, for saying that uh, not all stories have a happy ending. Saying yeah, she's pretty harsh. Yeah, you call yourself a teacher. It's people like you that are responsible for all the evil on this planet. <laughs> Which, and I think Dorothy replies, I guess I had that coming. Yeah. <laughs> you think Ron DeSantis feels that way about all teachers? That is absolutely like a book burners kind of a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> version of history. Um, that it's like, yeah. It's educators like you that are ruining the people's lives. Yeah, people that want to teach that there are bad things about our society <laughs> and that have happened in the world. Um, um, That's the most Republican thing that the Rose has ever said. Yeah. Um, what were we watching? It was, um, it was, uh, oh yeah, Punch Teacher. Um, so we went to see, um, you know, that Muppet movie that came out a few years back, the first one with Jason Segel and Amy oh, yeah. Adams. That was Cassidy's like favorite movie when she was um, a toddler, and so we took her to see it the other day um, or last weekend or whatever. And, like, on the network that the Muppets are doing, they're telethumping or whatever, there was a show called Punch Teacher, um, which is basically just little kids punching a teacher. <laughs> and, okay. and, and Ken Jeong's the host, which makes sense, you know. But, like, um, he shows a little kid punching the teacher or whatever, and it cuts away. And then in the background, you can hear a teacher's like, I only tried to make a difference or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> it's just a really, really funny line. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, well, so we have a commercial break at this point in the episode, or at least we have to assume that because it basically oh, yeah. picks up exactly where the scene left okay. off. Is a talking animal going to try to sell me beer or tacos? More than likely, but thankfully they do not force us to watch the commercials from prior uh, years. Mm. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to do a commercial break. Not a commercial break, no, but um, a new uh, another uh, installment of Sophia's Choice Cares. Oh, nice. Now, this one could actually kind of go back to the end of last episode. If you recall, Rose was saying about all the smart things that she had done mm -hmm. in that one. And yeah. this one, too, we talk about Rose's childlike naivety. Mm -hmm. And with this, I found a, a an excellent list on uh, the odysseyonline.com, which I believe was the same place I found a prior list, either mm -hmm. last one or the one before. Yeah. Uh, Ten scientifically proven tips to make people think you're smart. Nope. So these are not necessarily things at all that make you smart, of course, but these are good ways to trick people. Something people care about? I mean, you know, I think there are people who would like to trick people into making them think they're smart. I was trying to get you set up to your Sophia Cares. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know. I mean, as far as I would think, yes. I, yeah. I think that... Everybody the, wants to seem smarter than they are. Exactly. Because we're all just a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely... Present company excluded. <laughs> right. <laughs> So here are 10 scientifically proven ways uh, to trick people into making them think you're smart. Now, I just took down the main topics themselves. Uh, we can expound on them ourselves. Sounds yeah. good. Who so, are these scientists? Uh, the expound good, is a good word, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Are these board-certified scientists? I mean, I don't know what the ethos is of their uh, you know, mm -hmm. method here but yeah. um, or their thought process. Uh, but, you know, that said... Uh, like Dr. Phil. I trust them scientist. implicitly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, uh, discuss your academic dreams in social situations. So it's going to make you seem smarter if you talk about like the education that you want to get in know. the future. Like if you're like, I hope to get my GED. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I still hope to pass fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Well, now this is academic dreams. I feel like once you're talking about uh, academia, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you've gotten past the level of High school. <laughs> um, but yes, that said, now that said, perhaps if the people that you run with are a bunch of people that don't have their GEDs, mm -hmm. then you talking about that is yeah. going to make Fourth you seem grade, smarter. what are you, mm -hmm. Mr. Einstein head? Yeah, all of this I'm is going to be, be an relative. air conditioning repairman and a darn good one. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to be an air conditioning repairman and a darn good one. Do you remember that commercial? I don't. Do you remember that one? No, is that something for one of those like ITP technical yeah, institute yeah, yeah. type things? <laughs> <laughs> Are you employed or underemployed? Yes, exactly. Let me turn your career around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Classic. So, uh, number two, uh, substitute your Greek t-shirts with shirts that have math formulas on them. Mm. So, you know, turn in your alpha thetas for, uh, you know, E equals MC squared. Mm -hmm. Or in my case, my uh, Jeff Gordon from my 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have I told you uh, about my friend Jeff Smith? He passed away a long time ago, but like, uh, he took calculus his senior year, right? Mm-hmm. And I, there was like an unofficial calculus t- shirt that the seniors wore, right? Okay. And if you knew the uh, if you knew calculus, you knew that the answer was sixty nine. Ah. Uh-huh. So people who would see it would be like an inside joke, and they right. all laugh and say, "Ha ha!" <laughs> but then like the teachers found out that it was going around and. And then everybody had to stop wearing their shirts yes. to school. <laughs> that sounds like that. Uh, there was one an episode of The Simpsons where Bart ends up going to a gifted school, mm-hmm. and they do some sort of a math problem, and yeah. then it's like a pirate thing because the answer to the problem is like R D R R or something. <laughs> like that. So that sounds on that same level of a uh, same level of joke. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So Jeff Smith is your friend. Yeah. Like how long? Like, how long does somebody have to be passed before he, like, stops being your friend and just starts being somebody you used to know? Oh, I don't know. He was, we were pretty close. Really? Like, he was one of my best friends at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think about him, like, on a somewhat regular basis mm-hmm. just because I still work in the same place. I yeah. see stuff that reminds me of him. Gotcha. Okay. What time, What at what point does one of your best work friends just become uh, an ex-co-worker? I, I guess after you've not seen them in, or communicated with them in... Two years. Two maybe. years. Okay, yeah. that seems fair. So, yeah. so you and I were originally work friends, though. But yeah. if we stopped communicating at this point, we would just be ex friends, right? Yeah. I, no, I think I, I think <laughs> in, if we had a falling out, mm-hmm. then I think we'd qualify as ex friends. Do you yeah. mean mutants that have superpowers? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it means I put his ass in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought bad things about him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, number three, ask questions with the word ethos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was coming. You well, made like, an extra effort to put that in there. It says, this is my favorite eternal. Yeah. <laughs> I believe the article said something along the lines of, like, even if they don't know what it means, or even if you're using it incorrently, it's they still going to make you sound They should have used it wrong start. on yeah. purpose. <laughs> um, I may have used it wrong, at least partially. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Say what you want to about the number of slices I awarded that episode. At least it's an ethos. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, this was, my thing, my favorite one. When someone asks you a difficult question that you don't know the answer to, pretend you weren't listening and leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> so run and hide. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also just how to be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, but a smart-seeming yeah. jerk. Uh, so to me, honestly, like people who don't understand or don't know something – and openly admit that they don't know mm-hmm. sounds smarter to me. I don't really? know, maybe it's because like the the job I've got now, I've heard a lot of BS. Yeah. But like when people admit openly that they yeah I don't know but I can check it, mm-hmm. that's a better answer to me than trying to make something up on the fly. See, I think it depends. If they go as far as you're saying is like oh I don't know but I'll find out, mm-hmm. then I respect their intelligence. I'm at least to a degree, you know, I'm like, okay, you're... Probably depends on the topic, too. But if you ask them a question, they're like, don't know, and then <laughs> go back to work. That does not improve my, <laughs> you know, my, what I think of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, fuck all. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I just cashed a check. Exactly. <laughs> so, number five, uh, use a thesaurus. So just in general, to expand your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're doing that, you are legitimately becoming more intelligent, too. <laughs> I think if you're expanding your, vocabula- your vocabulary, that makes you more intelligent. Mm-hmm. So. That depends on if you uh, remember it, though. Well, sure, but if, I mean, if you're using the, the thesaurus and then actually putting that into action, you're going to remember it more. It's going to reinforce it. So Fair enough. Um, now, of course, if you use a thesaurus and then use the wrong word in the wrong <laughs> context, then you're going to have that will backfire on mm-hmm. you. Um, so, does, uh, does it count if you're using the thesaurus to come up with slurs? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes you sound more intelligent, uh, but it does make you sound like you have a better vocabulary still. <laughs> uh, number six, uh, refer to current events by watching Snapchat location stories. So basically the idea here is that you glean a little bit of news mm-hmm. from various uh, social media sources and then incorporate that in to make you sound more worldly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would argue somewhat the same thing, though. Like, even if you just get a snapshot of the story, mm-hmm. you at least kind of know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of stuff that I know a little bit about. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't a lot of things that I know a lot about, but there are plenty of things I know at least enough that I can sound 
semi-intelligent on. I can I can fool a person here and there. See, yeah, you got the, the list down. So, uh, number seven, refrain from mentioning the Kardashians and other pop culture icons <laughs> that have famed themselves by disclosing sexually explicit content. So, so basically it's saying that, you know, kind of avoid those people like, yeah, I guess you have the Kardashians. Stop talking about stupid people? Yeah, Paris Is that Hilton. what the answer is? No, I'll never stop talking about her oeuvre. <laughs> about who? Paris Hilton's oeuvre. <laughs> I thought you were never going to start talking, stop talking about her ethos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that we were talking about Paris Hilton recently because um, we were watching Shit's Creek with the kids, mm -hmm. and I think that there was a David talks about Alexis having a pair of pants um, that have the word uh, "that's hot" on the butt or something like that mm -hmm. of them, and they it was a really funny joke um, mm -hmm. in the context of knowing who yeah. Paris Hilton is and all yeah. that kind of stuff, but the kids didn't know yeah. at all, and then. Like a day later, a commercial for the Olympics came on oh. where it's going to be in Paris thing in 2024. And then she's like, oh, that Paris, mm. that's hot. And I was <laughs> like, that's great. That's perfect. It yeah. goes right <laughs> in with what we were trying to describe to them. So, uh, this one, I, I, can, I know Brent has, uh, only does this to make himself seem more intelligent. And that's wear eyeglasses. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> wearing glasses actually does make people associate that with intelligence. So mm. I've got the 40-20 vision, but I still wear these <laughs> spectacles. <laughs> right. <laughs> You actually need to have them to dampen your vision because yeah, it's so good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd still see those mice 200 yards away on the field. <laughs> right. Exactly. He used to swoop down on back in his days as an owl. Exactly. Without these things, I get mistaken for Michelangelo's David. Right. <laughs> of course, that could also be for my pinky dick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Tell people it's a Roman. <laughs> this is the fine Roman penis. <laughs> Classically trained. Well, you've been married three times, right? Yes. So it is Roman. Ro like ro Roman numerals? Romine. R -O -E. Roman. It's like Roman around. Yeah. It's a wanderer. <laughs> Rome's no more, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, uh, this is a, this is definitely one I participate in. Associate with people who will not see through your fabricated persona. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number 10, uh, nod along when your professor is lecturing. Mm. Apparently, if you nod along like you understand yeah, what he's true, saying, that yeah. makes you seem more intelligent. Mm -hmm. So, Do you guys have to turn on uh, your webcam when you do meetings for work? Like, Occasionally. It depends on who the meeting's with. Like yeah, If it's yeah. just with my boss, then she's like, no, you don't need to worry yeah, about yeah. it. Um, yeah. But if it's my boss's boss, then you yeah, usually yeah. will have the... Like, for those meetings that you have the camera on, do you nod or do you just sort of stare at it? Or do you have, like, a go-to move? Or Normally, I try to look like I'm obviously looking down on my phone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, where do I put the nine? <laughs> yeah. No. No, I, try to, I try to look engaged. Yeah. Say I might nod along a little bit or whatever. Yeah. I rub my chin a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing, like, you know, I nod or whatever. Um, and I was like, you know, drink coffee during it or whatever. Mm. But, like, it's not a bottomless cup. So, yeah. you know, 15 minutes into the meeting, that cup is empty. Right. But I still got another 45 minutes of putting that empty cup to my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, I feel awkward because you two have mentioned it before, but I drink a lot of Coke Zero. That mm -hmm. is my beverage of choice. Um, and it is something that I do still intend or at least hope to reduce. Mm -hmm and replace with a healthier beverage like water. Mm -hmm. uh, but that said, like the people on my team are much healthier humans than I mm -hmm. am, I think. Yeah. And so like they always have their, I don't their know. uppity fruit drinks. No, I mean more like their uppity, you know, fancy looking bottles that they have water or mm -hmm. some sort of what looks like a protein blend of some bullshit mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. And so I feel like I can't drink while I'm on a team meeting because I don't want them to see me. Your big gulp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a red Coke can. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, occasionally, I even when I did my interviews, I even had a bottle of water next to me so that I could drink out of that if I needed it uh -huh. because I didn't want to show. Uh -huh. Well, I had already looked online, you know, like, of course, check their LinkedIn's and mm -hmm. whatnot. And my boss's boss, uh, who did one of the interviews, it's like his activities are doing a rock climbing mm -hmm. and hiking and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, he's a super healthy, active guy. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to be on this video chat with him, mm -hmm. um, you know, where I'm chugging down my Coke. Uh -huh. So I, I had my bottle of water, and then yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I... Like a whopper right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
fries you're dipping into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, excuse me for a second. On this interview, I need to take a bite of my onion ring. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta love that zesty sauce, am I right? Exactly. I hope you don't mind if I wear this batting helmet with two cup holders on either side. <laughs> right. you know, like, catch up for whatever smear on your face. Right. Yeah, I, he can like see me looking at myself in the in the screen, trying to wipe it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did I get it off? Yeah. Oh, your teeth. You good? Exactly. So anyway, what does this position entail? <laughs> He's like, where do you see yourself in five years? And you're like, finally finishing these French fries and frosty. <laughs> If I could hurry up and get through this interview, then I can get back to my next bite. But anyways, uh, all right. Well, I hope that you guys all see that Sophia's Choice does indeed care. We do. They do. It does. And now return from the commercial break. Uh, Dorothy and Blanche try to convince Rose to change her mind about not being in the play. Uh-huh. Uh, Blanche salivates over the seven dwarves, and Rose talks about the uh, wholesome fairy tales of St. Olaf, uh, including... Gus the recliner, uh, Gus and the recliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunilla gets a catalog, <laughs> <laughs> and Ilsa, the girl who could make bad food good. Mm-hmm. Um, All fine titles. Uh, Rose relents and says she'll do it, uh, not for the kids. Saying, "I just feel like it's time I gave something back to the chicken community. After all, a chicken once saved my life." Huh. Now, if you were wondering how a chicken <laughs> saved your life, I recommend listening to the season um, one, episode twenty. Well, season one, episode 20 will give you lots of great information. <laughs> but if you're specifically looking for information on this, then perhaps listen to the end of episode, uh, season six, episode 25. Mm. Um, something about fire, part two. Yeah. So. <laughs> to be fair, I think she repaid that chicken when she taught it to play piano. I think so, too. I think, <laughs> right? I think her and the chicken community are square. Exactly. <laughs> so so uh, the next day, uh, the next day is here, and a new move has arrived in the in the mail from uh, from Serafina. Mm-hmm. Um, Blanche gets a flower in the mail and an excellent callback to Mel Bushman. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I was so happy about that. I yeah. love a little bit of like, continuity here and there. Yeah. I think he says something like, thinking that Blanche had died or seeing that Blanche had died, something of that nature. Drove me back to my wife. Yeah, it's like made him realize it's really important in life and that he went <laughs> back to his ex-wife. <laughs> that was great. Wasn't Mel Bushman the real flaky one anyway? No, no he was he the was... one who, uh, he was the zipper king, I think. Like, he okay. was her side piece. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, like, she'd always go back to him and then realize that, no, it was just better for them to stay as friends with benefits and not try to take their relationship to the next level. Gotcha. So, so scene seven, uh, we're now at the auditorium for the uh, hottest ticket in town. <laughs> Sophia comes out looking like Peter Pan in a... Uh, what I would consider a top three outfit for her. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if I, what order I'd put it in, but I would say probably Sonny Bono was number one. Yeah. And the number, the place for two and three would be somewhere either um, either this one or when she was a cowboy working at that restaurant. See, I was going to say Pirate also. Pirate, pirate that was, was another good, too, good yeah. one too, yeah. yeah Sophia, she had almost, like thigh high boots on though, didn't she? <laughs> uh, you mean her little Peter Pan outfit? Yeah. I did think it was funny that she had high heels on. <laughs> yes, <it is> so odd. <laughs> I mean, granted, I know that she's much younger than the character she plays, yeah, yeah. but it still seems an odd choice. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good forest wear. You yeah, know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so Sophia is the narrator and introduces the characters they come into the play. After Rose is introduced as Henny Penny, uh, Blanche comes out as uh, Goosey Lucy, the most popular bird in the barnyard. Sophia comments that the eighth graders are seeing a play later that day on how to be that popular <laughs> safely. <laughs> <laughs> I like that line. I also thought it was weird. Do you feel like in 1991 they'd be given condom, um, you know, talks to eighth graders? No, not eighth graders. I don't, I don't think so either. They high did say the prom thing Maybe was, yeah, <laughs> you know, right, yeah. enchantment under the sea, wear a condom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're just thinking about prom. Exactly. <laughs> That's all hot and bothered. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the. Uh, the production goes on with a turkey lurkey and mm-hmm. concludes with Foxy Loxy sending all of them to his den to be eaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose gives the children a chance to save them, uh, but is dismayed by their apathy. Mm-hmm. Much like her idol, Freddy Krueger, she plans to haunt them in their <laughs> dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you guys, how did you guys think of the production there? I loved it. So I thought it was excellent. Yeah, me too. It's one of my favorite things they've done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, the whole part, like the whole thing, it was it. I like. I'm glad the adults did because the kids would have just butchered it. Oh, I know that would have been terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lost the nuance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was great. I also didn't see how kids really could do it that well. Oh, yeah. The singing parts and the little dancing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very for, demanding for children. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, well, the sets were well done and everything. <laughs> it was a mm-hmm. great great little production. Mm-hmm. So we're back to the living room now for the final scene, and we learn that uh, Serafina is losing it, um, and uh, the reviews for their play are in. I think that it's something like Serafina bids for something mm-hmm. or others. Bids like, for aces or yeah, something. Yeah, like or... a bridge type move or something like yeah, that. I assumed it was Euchre. Yeah. I couldn't follow it. <laughs> um, I don't know. You, you're pretty keen on Euchre rules, aren't you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vicious lie. <laughs> the play receives rave reviews, and the uh, library is busier than ever. Rose I'm is... the Michael Jordan of Euchre. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan also sucks at Euchre. <laughs> so anyway, the, the play receives, or let's see, Rose is worried about Blanche, um, but she seems to be fine as she heads out to uh, the bars in her uh, Goosey Lucy costume. Mm-hmm. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our episode. So uh, that's all I have. Okay. Oh, well, do you want me to do the, uh, let me do the guest yeah, actors yeah. real quick. Sorry. Uh, we only had two. Uh, we had George Hearn. He played Frank Nan. 87 titles for him. This is his only Golden Girls. Um, he has a kind of a mix of voice work and bit parts. I mm-hmm. also think he did a lot of stage acting. Yeah. Um, but he had one episode he of... He did at a, least one stage performance. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he had one episode of Star Trek Next Generation as Dr. Beryl. And then we also had uh, David J. Willis. He was playing the delivery boy. And this was his fourth of four Golden Girls that he's appeared in. Gotcha. And those are our only guests in this one. Yeah. So... um. I mean, basically, oh, I'm sorry, what was his name, the first dude? Uh, George uh, yeah. Hearn, Frank Nan. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, he's the reason why I didn't give it the full eight slices. Mm. Um, it just gets seven and a half for me. I think that, like, I think if they would have figured out a way to shoehorn Stan in, mm-hmm. so he was that character, then I would have given it the full eight slices. Oh, see, I think I would have knocked it down a slice for me if it would have been Stan. Oh, I think I would have loved it, have Stan there. It just seems like it was just a nice, fun episode, mm-hmm. you know, and I loved everything about it. So I'll agree with that. Seven what about Miles? Where do you guys stand on Miles? Would he have upped it for either of you? Now, I, th- I think Stanley, the one consuming the other Goldens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he does, Sim- Symbolically, that would work. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Now, how about if they would have had a different narrator and it would have been uh, Sophia as the wolf? Would you have been all right with that? Or the fox, I should say, Fox Galaxy. I think if they would have had a different narrator, um, then basically then I would have put Dorothy as the fox. Oh, okay. You know, I think she's the... Or maybe Blanche is sort of like the man eater, whatever. But yeah, I, I guess I can see it is a a mild shame that they didn't have another regular as the mm-hmm. you know fifth member. You could have Miles as the narrator. Yeah. And then uh, one of them. But either way, yeah, yeah. it was an excellent uh, production. Yeah. So I know um, when you're doing a you know little kids production, you always want a mob accountant up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got to make sure everybody pays their big. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so seven and a half for me. How many slices for you? I gave it a seven. Okay. Um, I thought it was really good, funny. I did love that part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't anything weighty about it. I feel like I need to have a little more weight to go all the way up to eight. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for like a season finale, mm-hmm. just a fun way to end the season. Definitely, yeah. How about you? Seven. Nice. I think this may be our highest rated one yet. Of the season, at least. It may yeah. be overall. I uh, think yeah. overall. Probably. Um, I don't at least know if, darn close. Yeah. I don't know if we'll end up awarding it, but at the very end, it'll be interesting. But I think this is almost certainly going to be uh, mentioned next week uh, mm-hmm. among our top ones going into you know, our overall competition, yeah. yep. So, cool. Oh, who'd you guys pick for MVP? Yeah, Brent skipped over that. I was getting there. <laughs> well, that's, you're doing it out of order anyway. I can do it in any damn well. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, you are. And I've, exactly, and I've got a system. Okay. So, who do you give your MVP to? <laughs> Rose. <laughs> any particular reason? I, I just thought that she was really funny in the episode. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that her... Uh, indignation about mm-hmm. the, the character dying was great, but then the way she also flipped on the kids when yeah. they didn't want her to. I always like it when she gets after kids. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I picked Blanche. I liked a lot of her lines. Okay. How about you? I went with Mario. Mario? Yeah. You mean our, our, our it's listener a me, Mario? It's me, Mario. Yeah. Don't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he sent us a nice Christmas card. Oh, okay. Oh. 
Yeah, have you been I, just waiting until you had an opportunity? Yeah, well, because the last two weeks I had to give it to Stanley because he killed himself. Oh. <laughs> um, so it, this is the first opportunity that I've had to give it to Mario. Well, thank you, well, Mario. Yeah. Sorry for, the... for a different reason. <laughs> what? I said I'm just thankful it's for a different reason. I'm glad you're not giving it to Mario because he killed himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's been, you should edit that out. <laughs> not wishing, wishing ill will on any listener. I wasn't wishing ill will. I said I was glad it wasn't for okay. the same reason. I'm wishing goodwill Okay. no ill whatsoever. Yeah. I just thought, oh, I thought it was nice. He's, He's a, a well-wisher. Yeah, no, that, that was very nice. Uh, yeah, so he gets the MVP award for me. Fair, fair enough. Okay, so we've talked about... Uh, this and that and the other and everything. So a lot of the other. Yeah, yeah a lot of the other. <laughs> so is there anything left to say except for our, our mantra? I don't think so. I don't have anything else left to add. Uh, I'm, I'm tapped out too, I think. Yeah, well, without further ado, all's well that ends well. Stay golden, Coco. Oh, okay, that too. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.